You are now listening to Grinding True Crimes with your hosts Todd Fox, Maddie Matt, and Gabby. Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims and killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them, and that he was also a necrophiliac. <laughs> Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of Grinding True Crime with your host, Todd Fox, not Maddie Matt. Maddie Matt's not here tonight, and uh, who will be doing the narrating tonight? Gabby Gab. Exactly. Gabby Gab's going to be doing the narrating tonight. But first, before we get into that, we, we're going to touch base with you. Uh, we're going to let you know where you can listen to us and get a hold of us. Uh, first off, uh, you can listen to us on Podbean, Spotify. Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, and Podvine, and iHeartRadio. Also, uh, if you're international, uh, if you want to hear us on other uh, podcasting platforms, you got Radio Public, Breaker, Podcast, and Podchaser, amongst others. Uh, Also, tonight, uh, we're going to do it like we always do it, uh, listener discretion is advised. And uh, I think, do you remember the Cash App, Gabby? Uh, it's dollar sign grinding true crimes. There you go. Yeah. If you want to make a donation to the cause and helping us out with our studio equipment or just helping us out, giving a donation saying thanks. Cause we really thank you guys for, uh, listening to us. We're growing and, uh, we really appreciate the support and, uh, you know, so we always give back where we can give when, you know, when we get some stuff to uh, give out here pretty soon, we'll let you guys know for all those who, uh, have been all, you know, already uh, donating we're going to also give out to those that are just newly donating as well uh also uh there's i think that's everything because i'm not used to doing this so i'm a little <laughs> a little <laughs> off on it i'm probably rambling. <laughs> I'm rambling too much <laughs> um yeah so gabby's gonna tell us a story gabby what you got for us all righty so my story um her name is suzanne louise bond i don't know if i'm gonna pronounce this right rich Tuffin. Rich Tiffin, okay. Yeah, her name is actually, um, her last name is not Brazilian because yeah. her dad was German. Oh, so is it, is it, is it R I E maybe? Is it like Reich Tiffin? That's probably right. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta throw that like whatever. Hey, you're the German one. Yeah, I was like Reich Tiffin. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably more what it sounds like. I'm like, rich tipping? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, I'm not German. Todd yeah, here is. Yeah, you got to throw, <laughs> throw that th- third Reich into it and it'll, it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Only you with your accents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good with that. <laughs> so she was born on November 3rd, 1983. So she's about my sister's age. Okay. She was a Brazilian woman, and, um, well, I'm not going to tell you what she was convicted of first. Let me tell you about her life. Mm-hmm. 
So she was born to her father, Manfred Albert, with oh, yeah. the last name. <laughs> that's that's a German name too. That's my uncle's name. <laughs> really? Man- yeah, Manfred. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, Manfred's her dad, and her mother was a psychiatrist, Mauricia. Oh okay. So um, her dad was an engineer. They were pretty well off. He, um, I believe, he owned his own company. Uh, but a distant relative of Mauricia. Um, he was apparently a German World War One fighter. Mm. I think it was like in the... Um, I know he flew a plane. I don't know what he did. But her father was a director of Dursta, which was a state-owned company that managed the highway system in Sao Paulo. Yeah, yeah, okay, real quick, Gabby. Like, So mm-hmm. does it say how old her dad was at the time or no? No, it does not. Because only re- reason why I bring that up, and you just brought up him being a, a um, an intelligent man working for the highways down there in São Paulo. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Germans fled to Brazil and South America and and from the war in World War Two. And I'm wondering if he, because you said he is a descendant from World War One. I. I guarantee you, he was a descendant from World War Two. And a lot of like that people just don't understand like. United States took a lot of those professors and scientists from Germany and they went on to build like the NASA program, the nuclear bombs. Other, oh, wow. Yeah, other countries took German engineers and they built like highways like San Paulo and really cool stuff. Like, I don't know what it was, what they were putting in the, the water over there, but at the, the during wartime, they had the best of the best people over there. Interesting. Yeah. Well, according to the information, he, I mean, on top of being an engineer, you know, and he was mm-hmm. like top for that company. He was also um, chief engineer for the Mario Kovas Beltway project, which oh. I wasn't sure what that was. Um, I clicked on it and it says it is a planned beltway of the greater Sao Paulo, Brazil. Well, it's probably like an interstate uh, freeway. That's what it sounds like. I guess so, yeah, because it gives measurements like it was like as long as 177 kilometers. So it must have been like a huge road in Sao Paulo. Probably a highway that that took some really, you know, good planning because of the the Uh nature in the area. Yes, at the bottom it says it is a controlled access highway with a speed limit of 100 kilometers per hour. I don't oh, know. That's if... probably like 62 miles for us. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Cause... <laughs> I'm like, that's high. Because <laughs> I know when some of the Australians be like, yeah, it's like 21 Celsius over here. I'm like, isn't that cold? I'm like, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's like hot for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're, 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 we go by Fahrenheit over here. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, in the photo, you know, it's showing that it's like, it's the biggest highway. It goes like all around oh, South Paulo. Okay. So it like has like four different connections. Interesting. Okay. So he was chief engineer of that. I could see why they're well off. Yeah. So he made money. She also had a younger brother. His name was Andreas Albert. And after she graduated from a German high school, she studied law at Hmm. Pontifical Catholic University of Sao Paulo. Then she started attending... In 1999, she attended Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu classes. Jeez. And that's where she met her boyfriend, who was Daniel Gradinos de Paula e Silva. I don't know. That's a long <laughs> name, but we're just going to go with Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's your territory. I'm like, no, I can't help you with that one. 
<laughs> you know, when I started reading this one, I'm like, I should have learned Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> it always caught my eye, but I never got into it. It's it's slightly different, right? Yeah. I mean, there's things like if they're not speaking too fast or if you read it, I can understand. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I can't because they have some like very different words and accents on there. But for the most part, like I had my Portuguese Bible and some books and I would read it. And for the most part, I could understand. Oh, okay. But that was at my pace. When you hear people in Brazil speaking Portuguese, it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what they say. Yeah, you throw that accent in, accent in there. Wow. That's yeah, pretty fast. Yeah. I'm going to try. You know, it's something I feel like I, I could still learn it. All I'm right. going to learn Portuguese one day. <laughs> okay. We'll do a Portuguese episode. Right? <laughs> you guys are going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever you say, you got it. You can have your little translators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Suzanne's family, um, their net worth was declared at that time to be around $5.5 million. Whoa. Yeah. So, so they had... I mean, it's not like, you know, celebrities where they have hundreds of millions, but they were still, I think that's well off, you know? Well, that's all right. So we're not, it's not 83. It's like what, 2000 or something like that with a daughter? Yeah, at this point, it's about 2000. Yeah. Yeah, that's still pretty good money. Yeah. American For money those down days, there? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And here's something that. It's going to be interesting at the end. So I'm going to save this part. But it has to do with more money. I will read it to you at the end, though, so that it can explain probably why what happened happened. Okay. So we're going to jump on to the murder that was committed. Can you guess who she killed? I'm guessing her boyfriend. Okay. Why do you think? Uh, Maybe she just couldn't pronounce his name. (laughs) She just got tired of it. Why can't you simplify your name? (laughs) I'm not about to have that name. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) She's like, other things I want to be long, but one of them's not your name. (laughs) Bad. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I wouldn't blame her, though, yes. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. So, this actually ended up happening... The date we have here, it was late hours of Thursday, Halloween of 2002. Ooh, okay. So, Suzanne had been planning this murder for months. But you were wrong. It was not the boyfriend. She planned it with the boyfriend, Mm. but she was planning to kill her parents. Oh, the old switcheroo. Kill the parents, take the money. That's sad, huh? Yep. So, she made sure that they were already asleep. And then she went down, disconnected the alarm system for the estate. And then she opened the door to her boyfriend, who was 21 at the time, and his brother, Christian, who was 26. So Daniel and Christian. Mm. So they were waiting outside, you know, for her to be ready. And then she let them in. So they went upstairs to the parents' bedroom. She didn't. Only the two guys did. And the way they ended up killing her parents is they had iron bars with them. So they struck them, I guess, as much as they could, because there's not really details of how badly they did it. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up using towels to strangle them. (sighs) 
So they were making sure they were dead. Wow. Because any, I'm picturing something like along the lines of like, you know, the Golden State Killer where he bludgeoned them just over and over where his blood spatter was all over the walls. Like, yeah. But then to just go in there and do the strangling, I mean, they must have still been moving at some point. I'm guessing like they had to make sure to end them. Yeah. Oh, that's I mean, being like hit with an iron bar already, I think even if they were conscious, they would have had like significant damage. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been hit in the head hard with something like just once, maybe because it was like someone threw something or something fell on you. But mm, I hit my head once. You know, those apartments that have the, the cement stairs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you know how uh, they're made like with. I guess some really thick metal or steel. I have no idea. I was cleaning with somebody under those stairs one time and I didn't pay attention. When I went up, I hit my head super hard on that steel. Wow. And that made me kind of like, I lost it for a minute. I got dizzy and, you know, like disoriented. Oh, I bet. So I can't imagine being hit like, like stricken. Yeah. <laughs> with because that. Yeah, because I bet you when you were hit or, you know, like you you stood there for a minute to try to collect your thoughts. Yeah. Like most people, if they're in a situation like that where those people were murdered, they're hit over and over. They don't have that opportunity to collect their thoughts or even put up a defense. So that's that's what I was thinking. It's just like the initial blow probably just put them in a bad spot already and then getting hit repeatedly, that's pretty much over. Yeah, like you haven't even realize what's happening and then you're gone yep yep uh, it must have been painful though yeah because probably your like your head is not there uh, for obvious re reasons but your body's still trying to keep you awake and mm -hmm. fidgeting and twitching or whatever yeah yeah that's sad so they had a pretty bad death um susan she was waiting in the living room of course she was not going to get her hands dirty Mm -hmm. And this is very typical. I've seen other cases where this is what happens, where the daughter wants to kill the parents. Mm -hmm. But of course, the boyfriend ends up always being the one who does it for her. Yep. Yep. So she waited downstairs. And then after it was done, they all staged a break in. They started pocketing money that they just found lying around. They spread papers around in the library. They created a mess. And then Susan and Daniel went to a motel. But where do you think Christian went? Strip bar. <laughs> no. No? This mother effer decided to go to a fast food restaurant and have dinner. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, because I was only thinking strip bar because, you know, probably the, the couple went and had the whole dirty sex or the adrenaline sex. And then he's mm -hmm. like, well, I got to get some play. And, uh, you know, the Brazilians, you can't really tell which ones are guys and girls sometimes down there. So <laughs> I just think maybe he made a mistake. Wrong turn at Albuquerque. But fast food, <laughs> <laughs> fast food, getting all that. I mean, he probably still had blood on his hands, literally. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, they didn't wash up. Or, I mean, I get the ones that went to a motel. They probably, he went to shower and stuff. Yep. But him, he just straight up went to a fast food restaurant to eat. No, that's, yeah, it's a crazy MFR. I agree. Yeah. So this happened. They went to bed. Everything was over early in the morning. Susan and Daniel ended up picking her little brother up 
at an internet cafe. Okay. And they went home where they, you know, quote unquote, discovered the crime scene. <sighs> she called the police and then they told them the story, you know, that they weren't there. They got home in the morning and the parents were murdered. Mm. But, you know, on this one, we don't have Johnson. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to be like, <laughs> can you Google Portuguese and how do you say Johnson in Portuguese? <laughs> we probably won't be able to pronounce it. <laughs> Because I'm sure they probably walked in like, hey, what kind of case do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, this one doesn't seem to have Johnson's. Okay, there's there's no nobody walking up there like, hey, what's all that red stuff on them sheets? <laughs> no. <laughs> Someone spilled some punch. <laughs> they were drinking. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> These guys partied too hard. <laughs> So the officers who were sent there for the investigation, automatically they had doubts that the crime was a, bur a burglary. Wow, okay. And they suspected, obviously, that the perpetrators knew the victims. Oh, cool. So the first people they questioned, of course, as you can imagine, is the kids and also all the employees of the family. Oh, yeah, because they were rich. They should have mm -hmm. someone... Someone should have seen people coming and going. Yeah. So... Police were also suspicious, not just of the crime scene, but the fact that the alarm system had been switched off and the papers that they spread, you know, to make a mess. It was done very regularly as if it was just like a messy office or library like oh, by so, design. Yeah. You just like take a file and throw it up in the air. See where it yeah. lands. Okay. And also they noticed that Suzanne had a very cold behavior. And she did some things that made her very suspicious. What, what do you think? Um, she probably had like a stone cold face or, or just maybe, uh, dry tears, maybe. Yeah, she, she was probably that kind of cold behavior, but what activities do you think we, she would have been involved in, in the days to come after that? Oh, you know, cause it sounds like, <laughs> sounds like the killers are Johnson's, but, uh, <laughs> I would have to say she spent stupidly. Well... I'm sure she did spend stupidly on her 19th birthday. Oh. So she was seen swimming at the pool at the house with her boyfriend the day after the murder. Oh, the day after? Yeah. <laughs> they went swimming. They're not even in the ground yet, and she's swimming. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Out swimming, you know, with her boyfriend mm -hmm. the very next day, and then hours after the burial okay they had the funeral and everything they buried her parents only hours after she went out and celebrated her 19th birthday with her friends oh, yeah i don't I, think there was much affection there for her parents i mean at least try to play a part at least try i mean work on some acting i mean throw some water in your face cry like make you know go all crazy when the coffin's there throw yourself on the coffin i mean this reminds me of the menendez brothers when they went to like nick's games and they started buying boats and cars right yeah <laughs> that's the problem with these young morons like <laughs> yeah. she's turning 19 and it's like you're still you still have a child's mind because you're very stupid like mm -hmm. if you're gonna play it off like you have nothing to do with it yeah like you said you gotta act 
even if you don't feel it, obviously, you have to act like you're grieving. Yep. And I'm pretty sure had she acted like she was grieving and it was believable, I think she would have never been caught. Now, I'm not trying to. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm not trying to advocate or try to say, here, here's how you do this. No, yeah. But but I go by what you're saying, too. Like, let's just say if you're going to commit that murder and kill your parents, you got to do what you said and what I said, you know, play it up, play the part. And I would go as far as being like, OK, for like if I'm in it with a, the boyfriend, OK, I'm taking a year like I'm not doing I'm not spending a dime. I'm living my life just as if my parents were alive. Yeah. And then a year later, then I'll start to touch the assets and do what I want to do with everything. Yeah, because at that point you're old enough and then you get everything then. Yeah. And enough time's gone by where the cops aren't like raising their eyebrows to you. Yeah. But <laughs> this one's like, well, we got to go swimming. I mean, it is hot outside. <laughs> I can't miss my birthday, okay? Exactly. Was it Piro Party or whatever? How, how, the, how they say that? Piro? I don't know. I don't know. I'm killing in Spanish. My bad. But you know what I mean. She's trying to live it up. Yeah. Wow. So the investigators obviously noticed all of that. And so they started shadowing her and her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. But soon they also learned another stupidity that his brother did. And you would think that being the oldest one, he would know better. Yeah, he's 26, right? Yeah. <laughs> after a few days after the murders, he bought a motorcycle. Oh. All cash, $100 bills. <laughs> and obviously they knew that's way above his normal income level. Where was he working? A Brazilian McDonald's and then all of a sudden <laughs> he comes out comes out with like $1,000 like He hit the Monopoly, I guess. Yeah, he, he played it. <laughs> He's all jackpot. Yeah. So you would think that him being older, he would have thought about it through a little better. But no, of course, he did not. Ah, this guy. So finally, November 9th. What was this? Like a few days later. Mm -hmm. um, all three of them were arrested. Daniel, Susanna, and Christian. Susanne didn't last very long under interrogation. She confessed really quick. That sounds about right. Yeah. So she was, uh, let me see. In 2005, she was released from prison. Okay. Three years later, or not even three years later. At 22, she's released from prison? Yes. She was released from prison when the Supreme Federal Court granted her, what is it? Habeas corpus? Yeah. Like so she awaited her trial in house arrest. Oof. Wow. Yeah. I don't think that should have been done. I don't think that's fair. But, I mean, at the end of the day, she was still arrested. So, at least she wasn't out there free, you know? So, then how how did she... So, she only did those three years and that was it? Yeah. She didn't even make it to the three years. But not yet. This is just to await trial. Okay, okay, okay. So this is like during the whole investigation while they're preparing the trial and everything. It took almost three years. Jeez. So she was put on house arrest. Okay. Moving on to what the motives might have been. Obviously, in the beginning, you already said money. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was the only motive? Now I'm thinking there's got to be more. So maybe power, like control of a company or something. Okay, so... Her parents initially allowed her to have the relationship with Daniel. Okay. 
But then they changed their opinion on him because they discovered that he was using marijuana almost every day. He didn't want to work or go to school. And because he came from lower class background. So he's lower class and then he's lazy. So they were like, no. So he probably could have got away with it had he been a hard worker and laid off the weed. Yes. But then they were like, nah, you know, he's not worth it. He's probably going to use her. My daughter as a meal ticket. Yep. So once they found out who he really was, they prohibited her from being with him. They did not want that relationship to happen. So, but in July, uh huh. I was just gonna say, so they're being responsible parents. Yeah, because it's like they're well off, they're working hard to get to where they're at, and they're not gonna have their daughter dating this low life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at that point, they've put in enough time, like you said. And then they have a bit of an ego themselves or like, well, we need someone to match up with our daughter that matches up with our daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were both hard workers. So. Yep. So in July 2002, um, her parents went on vacation for a whole month and she ended up moving her boyfriend into the house for that month. When they came back home, she suggested that her parents would buy her a flat, well, an apartment or a house, whatever, where she could live with her boyfriend. But obviously her father being very smart, he said, no, yeah, you can do whatever you want when you earn your own money. Ooh, okay. So she continued to meet Daniel secretly. They had no idea that she was still dating. him. <sighs> of course. So her claim on her motives with these actions was that she was in love and that she was afraid Daniel was going to leave her if the parents were not killed. Hmm. Her lawyer said that she had no motive at all, but that she had been forced by Daniel. And because she adored him like a god, she did whatever he told her to do. Wow. So now they were trying to pin it on the boyfriend. Okay. And and what was the brother uh, saying with his trial? Uh, They don't really mention what happened with Christian because he was the sibling of her boyfriend. He wasn't actually like... You couldn't say it was directly his idea. Oh, okay. He was so probably he was charged for like accessory. Yeah, he's he was probably like, Do I still get to keep the motorcycle? <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's probably all he cared about. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm getting arrested, but the motorcycle. It's still mine, right? <laughs> so obviously the everybody knew, you know, the biggest motive out of this had to be the money. Mm-hmm. So because at that time when it happened when the whole trial was going on it was estimated that her parents were worth about 17 million dollars now oh and i'm gonna tell you why and this is gonna piss you off okay okay so when i told you in the beginning that you know they were well off and everything Mm -hmm. um prosecutors suspected that there was two anonymous accounts in Swiss banks that contained at least 10 million euros. Mm. And those were opened by her dad in her name on November, in November of 2001. As a trust fund? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much when she turned 18. (laughs) That, okay. I'm sorry for laughing. It's just way too damn ironic. That sucks. it, It did suck. So they thought maybe he embezzled that money from Dursa. Oh, from his own company? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. 
But the issue here is, and this does make me mad. It makes me infuriated, and I don't think she deserves it. I once she gets out of her prison, like once she's done serving her sentence, nothing can prevent her from gaining access to that money. Oh, that's BS. That's BS. Yeah. Okay, because see, because he opened that in her name. Wow. Yeah, because there's so, no, there's no like. <laughs> It's his assets, and she's guilty of the murder. She can't recoup it. He did put it in her name for her. Yeah. Wow. So, that's... unfortunately, you know, the dad was doing... I mean, if he didn't embezzle it, obviously, that's not cool. But he was doing that, you know, lovingly for his daughter. Obviously, she had no idea at that point. But I guess he was waiting for her to be a certain age and showed to be responsible to let her have that. See, that, that does right. anger me because, I mean, like, they have, okay, so they have ego. They want what's best for their daughter. They have every right to do that. They have the money. They've given her a good life. They're going to give her more money to set herself up. Like, they're not even making her be held to the standards that they hold themselves to as yeah. far as, like, she has to work for her money. Like, he's basically given her all that money. I mean, where did she start hating them? Like, like I want to know, like, what age did she start hating them that much? Yeah, I in my mind, it's very stupid. Like, over a person who does nothing is worth nothing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You want to risk everything? Like, you're well off. Your parents take care of you. You went to law school. Like, what do you want? Spoiled Find yourself bit. a responsible man. Like, what is your obsession with this trash? <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where women or girls always pick the bad boy. Yeah. I mean, you could line up 10 probably good suitors or dateable men for a girl or for a woman, I'm sorry, or for a young girl, young boy, whatever. And they always pick, I mean, for the most part, always pick the bad guys. There's something intriguing about that to them. I, I don't know. I think it's that danger. And not not just that, but probably if your parents are strict, you know, and they have these standards for you, you you want to be rebellious. True. So who better to fit that than some moron who does a bunch of stupid things and makes you feel rebellious? Facts, right there. That's facts. Because uh, I def- I definitely can see how a woman can play off that, and the guy would play off that too. You know, he he knew what he was doing. Yeah. So he was like, I can get a lot of weed with this chick. Yeah. So in the event that her parents died, she was going to inherit the 17 million. Jeez. Okay. And that's a side of that, those 10 million euros that I'm telling you about in those accounts. Hmm. So the prosecutor named Roberto Tardelli, he pretty much, he, this is the way he put it. Suzanne, she wanted to get her hands on the money and the assets her parents had worked so hard to obtain. He also said she wanted her freedom and independence without having to work for it. Wow. Which, obviously, that's what makes more sense. None of that crap of her boyfriend made her do it. Like, shut up. Yeah. You didn't even cry. You don't love your parents. <laughs> nah, she was done with them for, I guess, has to be built up from a long time. That's yeah. Just, that's not just something that comes along with that one guy. She, She's had animosity for years. And her boyfriend, Daniel, you know... During the trial, he claimed that she was abused by her father. So I guess he claimed that was the reason that him and um, her brother 
probably wanted them dead because he had abused her. But both her and her little brother denied that. That never happened. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> there's holes yeah. all over that story because that would have came out before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She probably would have did the damage to him or did some damage to him in, you know, in all actuality. Yeah, they also claimed that the parents were alcoholics, but in the autopsy, there was zero alcohol detected in their bodies. So if they were alcoholics, come on, it would have been there that night. Geez, their lawyers tried everything, didn't they? Yeah. So they were trying to find all kinds of excuses. In 2018, a justice denied request of freedom for, for her. Good. They cited her with egocentrism and narcissistic personality disorder as serious personality traits that had led to her crime. So she didn't, nobody was pinning her. Mm. Finally, the trial, so that was like way ahead, okay? Because the trial was in 2006. Okay. But I guess she was trying to appeal it and trying to get out. On June 5th, 2006, um, along with the brothers, they were all put on trial together. And they decided that this was equivalent to first-degree murder by Brazilian law. So the trial was delayed. I don't know why, but then they finally started it again on July 17th. So like about a month later. She blamed the brothers, Daniel and... Oh my God, what was his name? Christian. Christian, yeah. (laughs) She blamed them for everything. But they claimed that they had acted on her wishes. She was the one who told them she wanted her parents dead. Do you believe her? Her claims on them? Yeah. No, because she had to be the co-conspirator, and then they just carried it out because I don't think they're smart enough. And they wouldn't kill her parents. And then, like you said, she would show emotion if that were true, because if she didn't truly know, she'd be shocked, you know? Yeah. So... I, I agree. And yeah. it's like, if they had killed the parents, what did they gain out of it? Nothing. The money was for her. So that's how they gained money. Yeah, because anything they so, would have gotten out of it would have come through her. Yeah. Yep. So I don't believe her either. I didn't think that it was them. I think she definitely made them do it. Mm-hmm. The prosecutor called her the mastermind of the crime. Agree. So he definitely knew from the beginning, no, this was mm-hmm. all her. And he called for 50 years of imprisonment for each of them. Unfortunately, that's not what they got. (sighs) The trial lasted, what, three, five days. Five days later, she was sentenced to 40 years in prison. Okay. I'm good with that. I mean, it's still 40 years, but I just feel like you should get life for something this selfish and horrible. Brazilian law, that's actually not bad, but 40 years takes pretty much her prime away. I mean, she's going to come out They're already ready to retire. I mean, if she serves all 40. In which she will. She's going to come out of there rich. Yeah. Because her money's just there, probably gaining interest, and by then she'll have more. Yep. Wow. That pisses me off. I feel like a judge should completely, like, cancel that. Like, no, you don't deserve any of that. (laughs) I know. I wish there was a way to, like, distribute it to some sort of charity or something. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's the loss, you know? It's in her name. Nobody can take it. Now, what does Weed Man and his brother get? So, Weed Man got the same sentence 
and his brother was sentenced to 38 years. So the brother only got two years less for conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> he's all 38 years and I get my motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, you know, they all got pretty close. I mean, both Susan and Daniel got the same 40 years. Well, I guarantee Christian, you they didn't get off much lighter. I mean, it's two year difference. Yeah, I guarantee you she's not going to go for Christian after she gets out. She's going to she's going to go on a, a, a spree with a bunch of men. Oh, of course. Not named Christian. <laughs> I highly doubt they're anything to each other anymore. <laughs> yeah, they probably hate each other because, I mean, you, you were right earlier. I mean, we've seen so many of these cases where the female or the male, I mean, they use sex. The, the whole we'll never be together. But if you just maybe wait a year, you know, wait some time to where you're legal of age they can't tell you nothing you can go off on your own and set your own ways just know these greedy kids want things now 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 and they're willing yeah. to do they're willing to do the most heinous crimes just to get it yeah because i don't think her dad was going to leave her without money i mean even if it was up until she was 21 that she was going to receive those funds at that point you can do whatever the heck you want absolutely i mean there's people like i'll give you an example like uh my uncle has trust funds set up for his, um, he, he, he's never had kids of his own, but, um, he married a woman that just passed away a couple years ago. And, uh, but he had, even though those weren't his kids, he mm -hmm. had, uh, trust funds for them. And, uh, and it's funny cause like they're all my age and he put trust funds in them where they pays them a little bit after the, you know, they're, they're 35. So they're like in their forties and he's just giving them a little bit of a time. And they could, they're kind of pissed because they want the whole thing, but they're not over there trying to kill him or nothing. They're just like, well, you know, he got control of mom's estate and divvies out her money however it does. I mean, at least we're getting something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's how that went. I mean, I think that's responsible, though. I mean, if they're not his kids, at least he's doing something. Yeah, yeah. He, now he, they're just being greedy. They're like, give me the full amount. <laughs> yeah, because he, he even told my dad, he's like, He's like, yeah, you know what? I I just don't want to give him the whole lump sum. He goes, I don't think it'd be wise. You know, I'm just gonna give him yeah. a little bit here and there. It's that way they can, you know, they're 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 comfortable. I'm like, well, he's got. A I mean, <laughs> I'm on. You know what? I'm on both sides of that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yes, he does have a point. You know, he doesn't mm -hmm. think it might be responsible. But at the end of the day, it's like they're old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. If they have a certain amount, like just deal with it up front and just you don't have to worry about that. If they mm -hmm. decide to blow it and they don't have good lives or they're no longer okay financially, that's not your problem anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much gone above and beyond in my estimation, but hey. But at least, like I said, they're not killing him. And, and like in this story, another, another case where the kids just can't wait. They want yeah. everything now. Yeah, that's true. So as of February 2020, she was still in custody in a women's prison outside of Sao Paulo. Well, and you ain't getting out of no Sao Paulo jail on good behavior. That just isn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to serve them 40 <laughs> years. I hope so. I mean, this isn't Canadian prison. Where it's like, ah, you killed your family? Nah, just 25. Maybe get out in 20. Well, if you're good, you know, 15. <laughs> <laughs> Like three years later, you're free. Yeah, you've been good, eh? You can leave. <laughs> Get your complimentary maple syrup on the way out in the hockey puck, eh? <laughs> <I hate storm. laughs> 
if this pissed me off it really pissed me off I'm like how do you go and just plan to murder the people who have been taking care of you giving you a good life mm-hmm. looking out for you and you're just gonna end their life like that cold heartedly and then you go and serve a 40 year sentence which to me is not enough you should have been there for life mm-hmm. and then you're gonna come out richer than most people like it's so unfair yeah she's pretty much she could pretty much have a limousine come and pick her up yeah. at the jail cell i mean yeah <laughs> it's crazy it's, it's unfortunate too um i mean that is I, I think family homicide whatever um you know there's a name for it they, they have over here um when they commit murder towards their own families i forget what it's called but um, mm-hmm. it's just it's the worst possible thing. I mean, uh, family's supposed to get your back. They're not supposed to stab you in the back. And, yeah. Uh, and this is just another case of greed that just adds another dynamic and hate to the hatred. And well, it's just sad. It's really sad. Yeah. But some kids are stupid. Exactly. I mean, too spoiled. Well, Absolutely. At least she's rotting down there, because I, I know too that their jail cells aren't that uh, aren't nice. They probably rat in. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Well, if it were up to me, she wouldn't come out of there. She would die before she gets out. I think so. Or you'd have a little special uh, carving to do, <laughs> and not not to a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you might carve her gobble gobble. I don't know. <laughs> Well, since she wasn't an abuser or anything like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, I, I forgot. I forgot, yeah. She wasn't a pedophile, but her brain was stupid, so we start there. Yeah, there you go. And give her a, a free lobotomy. <laughs> hey, let's rewire you. Yeah. Let's make it to where you just drool all day, stare into the sun. Oh, no. <laughs> So that's the story of this dumb broad, Suzanne we'll, Louise Bon. You can say the name. <laughs> Suzanne Louise Bon. Bon, rich. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> bon Reichs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it goes. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Gabby, so much for presenting the story tonight. We got a little Brazilian flavor up in here, so that's good. <laughs> We're, we're trying to hit most of the countries. We did Italy last week. We've done some German mm-hmm. ones. We did some UK. And uh, we got a, I, we've got we gotten a lot of requests for Australia. So don't yeah. we're, we're not going to forget you. We're going to get over to Australia at some point here. And then we'll be, be back in the uh, good old US of A at some point. Yeah, they're all over. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot of... I mean, I've, I've been seeing cases, uh, some really bad ones in Mexico and Canada. I'm like, man, we got to... Yeah, do some from there too. Yeah. So, yeah. But I am looking for an Iceland one. If I could find an Iceland, <laughs> just that you know that it's interesting. I hope you find. I mean, I don't hope you find one. If they don't <laughs> have one, that's fantastic. I, my dream has always been to go to Iceland. Oh really? Yes, I think it's beautiful. And Matt promised me on one of our anniversaries we will. I don't know which one. We might have to wait till the tenth. <laughs> <laughs> 
Goals, goals. But yeah, I, I haven't heard of crime in that area or like places like Norway, like Faroe Islands, all those places. I think I think that's a challenge. Now I need to find one from Iceland, Norway, <laughs> Sweden. We have a lot of murders. <laughs> look over there too. Yeah, we'll search. Okay. I think there's got to be something everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, since Cain and Abel, there's murder all, you know, all over this world. There mm-hmm. hasn't been a, one place where there hasn't been a murder, you know. So we'll find some stuff. Yeah. But with that being said, Gabby giving a good story here tonight about the friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to let you know where you can catch us and get a hold of us. Uh, also, well, first off, uh, you can get a hold of us and message us uh, on uh, Facebook and Instagram. And you can, I forgot to mention that earlier. And you can also shoot us an email at grindingcrime at yahoo.com. We got a few of those about suggestions. So you can hit us up there. Um, you could also go to Podbean, Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, Pandora, Podbean, and iHeartRadio here in the States and around the States. And then around internationally, you got Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Podchaser. And then it's also Cash a Symbol, Grinding Crime. Grinding True Crimes. Grinding. Okay, let me start that over. <laughs> dollar sign grinding true crimes is a way to donate to the cause. And uh, again, we just want to thank you so much for listening into our episodes. Uh, we do in, uh, encourage and also love all the feedback, whether good or bad. We always respond. Any uh, last words for the uh, the listeners today, Gabby? Uh, no, thank you for all the support. But a shout out to Maddie Matt. We missed you, babe. We'll see you on the next episode. We do miss you, babe. Big time. <laughs> hey, he's my babe, okay? He was mine Got first, all right? I knew him longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I own him more than you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, I forget how he ends it. Uh, so, oh, for Todd Fox... And Gabby Gab. We are out of here. Stay on the grinds. There, there you go. <laughs> <Toodle>. <laughs> yeah, what she said. That's what she said. <laughs>